pornographic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Michael Schultz, and this is a cinematic quicksand quick blast. Joining me, as always, is the man that knows there is no easy way out the Doge. Yeah, dude, I'll kick open any emergency exit door, dude. <laughs> You're kicking you open all. Me. Oh, let the alarm blare. I'm not afraid of that alarm going off. <laughs> I'm getting out there, dude. Getting out it. Um, what's up, dude? How are you? I am doing great, man. I'm pretty excited for today's interview. We are talking to Joey Bacicki and Maya Mitchell about their new film, No Way Out. Yes. Excited. Friends of the podcast. It's great that we were able to get them together and talk about their crazy, sexy, violent, uh, fever dream drug inducing film i don't know i think that's yeah about right. I, I think most of those are pretty, are pretty <laughs> spot on and those are all things that we like in films uh yeah uh five stars for sure of, <laughs> of, of, of things that i like um, they, it checks all the boxes for real but yeah this is a great film like we've mentioned before we've had joey on the podcast before big fans of his work and it's it's great to finally see him in a big leading role um, with a film that's being released uh, across the country. So yeah. Yeah. And exciting. you know what? Now big fan of Maya Mitchell. Oh yeah. Maya is a sweetheart in real life and in this film. And it was awesome that she took some time out of her busy schedule to chat with us, you know? Yes. So no way out is the crime sex thriller directed by Azzy Rahman written by Keith Carvel and starring Joey Bacicki, Maya Mitchell. We have Guy Burnett. Love Guy Burnett. Yeah. Scene stealing Guy Burnett. Hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, for, uh, for a film like this, it's like, it seems like every scene, there's another actor that pops up and you're like, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. And great performances, gritty, violent, uh, sexy. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else you want from a movie. So I'm Tessa. From Echo Park. Are you trying to take me on an adventure? Yeah, you ever hear of those uh, 7-Eleven adventures? Not. You in? All right. Uh, we are here with Joey Bacicki and Maya Mitchell joining us on Cinematic Quicksand. And we are talking about their new film, No Way Out. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. This thank you. Big fan of the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that. This is a wicked thriller. Doge and I have both seen it um, and loved the film, loved your performances. So we'll try to talk about it without getting into too many you know, spoilers. I guess for each of you, what is this film about? Like, How would you describe it to audiences? We've been saying it's like um, The Notebook meets Taxi Driver. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was already in. Everyone, you know. Yeah, (laughs) no flavor. Taxi drivers. Even though those movies are cinematic giants, we're saying you know those are the flavors you're gonna get. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you're on the record saying this is better than The Notebook and Taxi Driver. Copy that. Might be better. Right on. Wow, (laughs) Wow. that's a huge endorsement. (laughs) I've got a modern uh, Ryan Gosling over here. Joey, you are you are a modern Ryan Gosling. Although, what does that make Ryan Gosling if you're the modern version of him? 
just oh, yeah, I don't want to age Ryan Gosling. We're not in the business of aging Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, he's beautiful right now. You see him as Ken? That guy is beautiful. Blonde and beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. What drew both you guys to this project? How, how did you guys get involved? Well, I got involved because producer and writer Keith Carvel uh, called me up and was like, hey, I have this idea for a movie. I was wandering around uh, New York City with my friend Jeff Adler, who's also in the film. He's a great mm-hmm. New York actor. And so I was like, all right, came to back to L.A., was like, what's it all about? You know, starts out as a love story and goes into a tragedy. And I was like, this guy sounds awesome. I kind of want to go explore those things emotionally for sure. Um, and then it started building. And then we got the director, Azzy Ramanan, who I'd known for years, but this is the first time I really got to know him intimately. And then the uh, casting of Tessa happened. Mm. And um, I'll let Maya take her experience from here. Please. Um. Yeah, so I read the script and I fell in love with with both the characters. Um, and then I loved that I was reading it and I had no idea where, where the film was going and this this massive twist that happens and totally the the whole the film takes a, a big shift and um, I thought that was really interesting and I was interested to see how what they were planning for it and so I met with Azzy, um, our director, um, at a little cafe. And I think we sat there for like three hours and he showed me, um, you know, the mood boards and, and the decks and um, he showed me some of the work of our, our DP, um, Peter Mosman, who's amazing. Um, yeah, basically as he, as he hooked me in. And then uh, I read with Joey. Um, they chose the, the most meaty scenes for the audition scenes, of course. <laughs> so me and Joey met. And then we were just like blubbering, crying messes together for like five <laughs> minutes. And then I said goodbye. <laughs> Those processes are so weird. Um, it's always so intense. And then you're like, okay, see you never, maybe. <laughs> I love emotions, guys. I love yeah. that. Now that thing. I know him, I see that it wasn't a strange interaction for him. But for me, it was intense. <laughs> I have to say something about Maya, though. I read with a lot of girls for this role. And if... It's okay, Maya. Can I tell them my first initial reaction about you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh. So Ooh. basically, they were like, Keith was like, we found this amazing actress. Her name is Maya Mitchell. I was like, I don't know anything about it. So I looked her up and the first thing that came up, it said, uh, Team Beach movie. And I was like, <laughs> what in God's name? What is Has lost his mind. <laughs> so I was like, oh God. And this is totally on me. Uh don't, it is don't on judge you. your book. Shame and, on uh, you. Shame yeah. on me. Yeah. And then I, I watched uh she had an indie dish come out called Never Going Back. I was like, all right, okay, cool. She could get in the ring. This is awesome. And then Keith calls me and she goes, She's gonna come and read. And I'll go, Oh, okay. So she comes in the room, and this scene gets like I mean, she's doing all the heavy lifting. I mean, it's a, she's amazing in the scene in the movie. It's like a wonder. You'll know what it is when you see it. But at the end of it, when I was reading with everybody, I'd get like very angry and mean. And like everyone's reaction was to get up and scream at me and run out. But no matter what I did, she wouldn't move until mm. I, she got me to get to my knees. And I was basically like begging her to stay. And she just like leaned in. 
and she like kissed me on the forehead and she left. She didn't say anything. And then she, she left and everyone was like, look at her, I'm like, uh, yeah, she's all right. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to get you out of here. As luck would have it, I come with a plan. Exactly what we're talking about. Strangely appropriate for the character you play, you know, without getting right. into spoilery uh, manipulation, <laughs> you right. know, um, the way that Tessa can absolutely control and break Nikki. It's Here's just, the thing about that word manipulation, though. I feel like that can be the, the impression that's given, but I don't think she's ever intentionally manipulating him. And that's mm. what I found interesting about their relationship and the character and, and her as a character. I don't think she's ever actively trying to manipulate him or any situation. I think she's just a person who, um, and I mean, when you see the movie, this won't make sense to anyone probably, but yeah. we're here. Um, I think she's she's really um reactive and um she just wants to be loved and she just wants to be understood and she just wants to be safe i think that's what drives her um of course it does manipulate nikki <laughs> to do you know the ultimate act of love yes, yes. <laughs> right. but the thing is that i don't i i agree with you too Ma. i don't even know if it is because they do fall in love and he loves her yes yes yeah. you right. know, that's so where you find like, her truth is that yeah. she she believes all of these things, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I guess by saying, well, it's not active manipulation is because that's her truth as a character. Mm -hmm. So you brought that into the audition and it sounds like you, uh, wowed and blew everybody away. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Take that Joey. Yeah, Joey. That's what <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cool being wrong and I'm happy I was wrong, but watching this movie, I mean, it is, uh, sex, drugs, and violence. Three of my favorite things. I mean, if you had a Pearl Jam song in here, it would be a perfect movie, but you know, <laughs> it's not a four. Um, but, but really what stands out is you two. I mean, uh, your performances, yeah. uh, individually, but also together as a couple. And, uh, what I want to know is like, how did you guys create this chemistry here? Was it instant? Is there something that, you know, you actors did off camera to like, you know, help speed up this, uh, love process? Because I mean, Nikki and Tessa are, are lovers instantly, right? When we see them and how did you two, um, create that together? Um, Joey was a tough nut to crack. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It was, yeah. Um, I just broke him down. <laughs> uh, what did we do? We had, well, we had a lot of rehearsal time just because of the nature of how um, quickly we needed to shoot. Uh, we did it. We filmed the movie in three weeks. Was it three weeks? Yeah, something that. like that. Yeah, I think it was like twenty-one days. Yeah, twenty-one. Twenty-one days. shooting. Yes, and so we knew that, and yeah, we knew that we had to be very intimate in moments and we wouldn't have much time to find it on the day. So we, yeah, we were able to do, I think we did like six weeks of rehearsals prior to yeah. filming. Um, that was, was a mandatory, yeah. hanging, <laughs> hanging out. That was like a mandatory thing for me. That was one of the first things I ever told Keith or Azzy. I was like, whoever plays Tessa, like I need to be in a room with her because one of my favorite things about acting is, learning other people's process or methods or them getting used to what I'm trying to do. Because when we're in there, I never want to like mess up what they want to do. Um, because it's like, that's none of my business, but we need to connect emotionally. So I was really into getting into the meat of the scenes and figuring out 
how do we make this um, as natural as possible? And I mean, Maya showed up every day at my house at like 11 with coffee. And oh my you gosh, know, took- Joey would come crawling downstairs with wet hair. Grumpiest <laughs> <laughs> like mood because he was, you know, finding Nikki and finding the character. And I'd be like, hi. <laughs> like, Hello. <laughs> well, it totally comes through in the performances because, uh, you know, it. you guys really put the film on your shoulders as an audience member watching it. We totally fall in love with you guys as you fall in love with each other. And I think, you know, as the film kind of becomes a twisted fever dream, uh, setting up everything that you guys establish in the first act is is vital. Otherwise, we're not going to buy into it. And uh, that's probably what really impressed me the most was just how much I cared and wanted to know what was going to happen with Nikki and Tessa. Um, I don't, that's not really a question. That's more of a Thank, yeah. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We'll take it. You know? So let's recap. We got a little adventure, a lot of comedy, debatable, and we're about to have an epically romantic kiss. Um, you you spoke about uh, this being an indie film. Doge and I are no strangers to indie yeah. films and how insane the filming schedule can be. What was that like, uh, especially Maya, uh, going from a lot of TV work on The Fosters and and Good Trouble to this? Like, what is that contrast like of those processes? I love it. I, I love shooting indies this way. I love when you have like a day to shoot a, an unrealistic amount of pages and <laughs> everyone's stressed and it's, it kind of feels almost like theater. Like you just have to be so prepared um, and the adrenaline kicks in and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different. You definitely have to know what you're doing. There's no, not really time to be finding it or messing around or, you know, but I like that because everyone's coming prepared, you know, mm. um, and everyone's really invested equally, you know, creatively as well. Mm. One of my favorite things that we did that was so indie is in the movie, there's uh, a really, as he calls it, like the epic falling in love montage. And that was like our day zero that was before shooting and we were all in a van and we went all over los angeles just stealing shots picking up shots Um, and that's where you really start to fall in love with the characters and it was an amazing warm-up day for at least for me i hope maya felt that way too but for us to just get like familiar with each other like our jokes how we work what we don't like what we do like and um I think that really shows in the movie because it was like we were getting to know each other in those moments, like those characters. And that was actually pretty special. That was like, to me, like really cool indie filmmaking. That's awesome. And as you talk about, you know, running and gunning all over LA, I mean, LA is a character in itself. Completely. I mean, just, um, you know, as we all spent time in LA, the, uh, the LA love affair is a different type of love affair. It feels like when you fall in love in LA, in the city of LA it just gives this like kind of this hope or invincibility to your love. Like how did you guys, you know, use the spirit of LA to kind of shape? <laughs> how did shape you yourself? channel LA? Into how did character? you? Yeah. What's cool about this, this film is that you get to see kind of a different side of LA too. Like we said it in winter Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's set in downtown, which I feel like you don't get to see a lot of in films. Um, and it's kind of shows this like underbelly of LA nightlife, yes. um, this kind of darker side. Um, 
So, yeah, we definitely use that to fuel kind of the energy of certainly in the second and, and third acts. Um, you know? Because no one, no one really wants to go to down to downtown LA. Because, yeah. <laughs> no, not unless you're going to like a, a sex dungeon. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, <laughs> that's how you right. know Nikki loves you. You went to downtown LA. Doge, right? You're trying to say you've never been to a sex dungeon in downtown LA? I mean, I'm not bullshit. I mean, that, that's the only reason to go down to downtown. <laughs> it really is. When you move to, I mean, it's probably like that in, in most cities now, but when I first got to LA, I didn't know anybody except for maybe Gary at the time. And I think this movie explores fast love and relationships. And once you get that connection, you need it to lock in quite quickly and you don't want it to, to go away. Yeah. It's also kind yeah. of a metaphor for your relationship because, you know, there's the, uh, there's the glossy silver lining of LA that, that kind of lures you in and attracts you. But Maya, like what you like what you were saying, that underbelly is just sitting right there. And LA has that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I thought you guys did a great job. Azzy did a great job of showcasing that in the film, making LA a character. The people who actually live life intro to LA. Environments are important when you're making films because it, it gives you a sense of place. And then the way you guys kind of twisted those environments around, uh, it really did feel like a fever dream when <laughs> the end of the first act twist happens and you're like, Oh, okay. And you don't really know what to believe or who to believe. And I love tiptoeing around this. People listening to this are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) When you see the movie, it will become crystal clear. You'll be like, Oh shit. You know? So you guys worked with, uh, as on this, the director here, and this was his first feature film. What was it like? Um, working with a first-time filmmaker in a run-and-gun um, atmosphere, and how did he help you know cultivate your guys' performances? Azzy's great because he, uh, he really allows you to, uh, to shape your ideas, and then he'll, he'll play with them. And even in our rehearsal process, Azzy would allow me and Maya for like the first hour or two to let us go through the scenes, come up with the ideas, and then he would come in and run them with us. So much as that Azzy, um, there's some intimate scenes in this movie and <laughs> to make Maya feel like very, uh, like, you know, like just jokey and cool. Cause it was just like, so as he played Maya, we were fully clothed <laughs> and oh. we like kind of gave the idea of what we we're going to do. And then, you know, it just, it just really broke the ice. And that's what I like, as he's so good in those moments, but even like the, the tender moments and whatever, he'd be funny with you, but like, when you have to hone in, cause we go to some like dark places here. We laugh about it now, but there's a scene where I'm holding a, a weapon and it's like, I'm just walking down the street and he was giving me this note and I was just in it. I was just seeing like red and just like, <laughs> and he just asked me like, can you hold that a little bit higher? And then uh, I was like, I just screamed at him. Like it feels unnatural. I'm not going to do it. He goes, Joey, <laughs> just, and then he realized he did. He's like, Nikki. And I looked at him. He goes, higher and i go oh sorry for yelling and then i go back and like this and then later we're just cracking up on the streets i hear crazy mate <laughs> you know it's just like but the, the other great thing is me and Azzy both edited the film yeah so oh, wow. when we had that uh relationship on set when we'd like talk about a scene that rhythm was so cool because i never worked with a director who i was going to co-edit a movie with so those relationships would even get more layered and then when it came to me and Maya, I, th- I thought, you know, segueing into Maya, I thought he handled this 
great. He did, and there and there were a lot of intimate intimate scenes. And <clears throat> actually, I think our first proper day of shooting was like this love sequence, you know. And yeah, to so get that that time prior with Azzy, like he was there for all the rehearsals too. Um, I have a picture of Azzy like <laughs> straddling Joey on the floor, <laughs> playing <laughs> me. It's my favorite picture. <laughs> um, but the two of them together and Azzy but it just made me feel so comfortable um, and we were able to, yeah, treat it really sensitively. And, um, yeah, it was, as a woman, it felt very safe on that set, um, you know, having so many men involved in the process. It, yeah. it felt really, really safe and neutral and respectful. And, yeah, Azzy, Azzy as, a, as an actor is, is, as, is an actor's director. Like, he's... Um, really collaborative and really open to anything. You know, try everything, and um, yeah, he's he's wonderful. Well, what's it like, Joey? I mean, obviously, being a filmmaker, you're both producers on this as well. But uh, I know that you've edited your own performances in the past. But what is that process like? I mean, how are you able to separate yourself, Joey, the actor, versus Joey, the editor, uh, editing your performances, Maya, the whole film? Uh, what is that process like for you? It's a really good question. I actually get that question a lot, even up to like the, the, I was talking to my friend Nate about the trailer the other day, cause I ended up actually cutting the trailer. Fantastic and, trailer, by the way. Yeah. Great trailer stuff. Good stuff. Um, and over the years of editing just myself, because I had to, I couldn't afford anyone. A good rule I always had is I always had to talk about even myself as the character, like Nikki, like say, oh, Nikki's great here. Oh, Nikki's too much here. This scene, because there are scenes in this movie that like probably to me, some of the best work I ever did, but it just didn't serve this story. So I need to serve the story always. And that's where you got to throw your ego away as an actor. And then you have to like be the editor that everyone wants you to be um, protecting my or protecting myself, protecting Azzy, protecting great actors like Guy Burnett, who's in it, or Ronnie Jean Blevins. Like that's my job as the editor. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, protecting myself, that was like one of my favorite processes to actually like see something mold together and be like, oh, wow, like we pulled this really cool thing off. Sorry, that was something that I was like, if I can be transparent, anxious about while we were filming, knowing that he was going to be cutting this. Because for me as an actor to be able to like, I have really struggled to watch myself even. So for me, to, like for me to have to cut myself, it would be, like that's my worst nightmare. Um, just having objectivity and like put, taking off your actor hat, putting on a different, I couldn't, I, and when I saw the cut, I was like, I was wrong. <laughs> that was amazing. I don't know how you're able to do that. It's like blows my mind. Joe. What is your process? Like, do, do you like to see what you're doing? Do you like to go back to the video or do you just no. want to do it and then never look no. at it again? I want to do it and then forget about it. <laughs> um, that's what's so difficult about, uh, I think with, COVID now, um, like auditioning is really tough for me because um, everything is self-tape where you have to, you know, put yourself on tape and then go back and choose the best take. And like, I, that's something that I'm, I, I'm working at being better at. I would love to be able to watch my work and be able to critique and, and learn from it. Um, and I'm getting there slowly, but it's, it's not an easy process for me. I much prefer to just kind of be in it and then move on with my life. <laughs> That's very fair. I think if yeah. I was in that situation, I would be way too self-conscious to yeah. constantly be critiquing every take I did. 
Yeah, and I, I just know that I'm not the best judge of my own work. Like, I just, I know that. So, you know, yeah. Well, the work came out fucking fantastic. Like, I totally <laughs> fell in love and intrigued by Nikki and Tessa. Um, and I know that Doji felt pretty much the same way, a little yes. terrified as well, but. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it. I'm into that. So. Of course I do. Kill them. Influences on this film, like when you guys are working, are you pulling other cinematic, other artists? Uh, are you just working straight from the script? Yeah, I think at, at first you have like all these muses or different things that you see in your head. And then as rehearsal takes, takes mold, then it just becomes its own thing. In terms of when we're working on set, like I had uh, a lot of the times when Maya just did an interview and she said, oh, I was listening to like weird sounds and uh, I listened to like under the skin on like repeat. Cause that just mm. like makes my spine tingle. Like, especially I had soundtracks for like the beginning and like the first half. But then uh, I found when I really wanted to feel like things up my spine, I just had different variations of nails against the chalkboard that I would listen to. So <laughs> I'd just Christ. sit in there and then... <laughs> Fucking masochist, man. It's such and a I, just, I just wanted to feel that in like my body, you know, like that's just kind of how uh, in the, like the very final climax of the movie. And to uh Azzy's credit i think he figured out a way with the sound designer thomas to capture that there was one day towards the end and he had his headphones in the whole time and i had kept wondering like what is he listening to like what is playing and then i asked him i was like can i listen to like what song are you listening to and i put it in for like one second i swear i felt sick to my stomach <laughs> immediately I was like, just oh nightmare fuel <laughs> Nightmare no. fuel. <laughs> I mean, Maya was such a fantastic gig to my Yang and vice versa in, in terms of she was in it, man. She was in it because I, I like I love going to work and having fun. Like when I put that costume on, I'm the dude and we're going. She was always just like, yeah. And uh, I feel like we found a good way to meet each other. Yeah, we did. We did. Cause I, I, yeah, that's not my method usually. And so it was fun for me to be able to kind of piggyback off of him and tap into into a different way of doing things you know coming from a tv world you can get so um not disassociated but you know it's just kind of like action okay now we're going now we're gonna go sit at our class chair now i'm gonna check my phone you know oh but um, wait till you go back to set and you got your headphones on and yeah you're, like, you're what all the hardcore fuck is going on Season uh -huh. turns a, the season just takes a completely dark twist. 100%. Totally, totally. Maya showing up with a hoodie and just sulking <laughs> around, chain smoking in the back. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Oh uh, my God. Pick up your phone, please. Pick it up. Doge, take us home here, man. So, um, you know, what, what do you guys, when this is all said and done, what do you think will uh, stick with you? What will you remember from this crazy film experience and Nikki and Tessa? And what do you hope the audience kind of gets out of this crazy adventure that is No Way Out? Um, on a personal note, I made some friends for life. Oh. <laughs> We're Aww. all still super close. So I'll, I think for me, it's the rehearsals and just getting to know Azzy and Keith and, um, and Joey and um forming that that closeness uh for me that's what i've taken from it i think the movie's interesting um i think that the ending is a bit ambiguous and so 
I'm interested to see how people react to the ending. Um, I think a lot of people will project their own truths onto both characters, and so mm. I'm interested to see um, how people receive receive our little our little movie because I think it's going to be really polarizing. The reaction, I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I couldn't have said that any better. The the things that I'll t- take away is the the last day it was pouring rain. And I did my last take and my like legs kind of gave out. And I just thought, cause when you are number one on a call sheet in acting, to me, you're the head of a, um, of a department. And I felt that I had done my job that I gave it all, my all for everybody, whether mm-hmm. people love it, like it, hate it, whatever. I know in my bones for me, Maya, Azzy, everybody involved, it was like, okay. And that's the moment I'll always, I'll be like, that's what I'm chasing always mm-hmm. in the next project on the next one. Like, that's what I'm chasing that. Like we felt like we did something together mm-hmm. in that moment in time. Yeah. You or like some, all. some kid is like, he sees this movie in his dorm room in college and he's like, that's what I want to do. That's crazy. That's what I want to make. Um, and really, that's all you can ask for, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's fucking great, man. That's great. I think audiences are going to be polarized by the end of this film. And I think you guys are going to find an audience that absolutely loves Nikki and Tessa and the little demented journey they go on, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really dug the movie. And uh, I'm really excited to see it on the big screen. We're coming to yeah. select theaters and we're streaming everywhere on August 12th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations, guys. I mean, uh, honestly, as we'll, we'll say it over and over again, this is a monumental feat to do a movie, any movie, let alone uh, an, a movie this ambitious on this budget and this like th- three weeks of filming. You guys put so much on the screen and mm-hmm. you really saw uh, the emotion and dedication that all everybody put in. You can really see that in the film you know there's some movies that you just you just feel it you're like they had a blast doing this dark twisted movie and it, it was just it was an i did have a blast <laughs> we did have For a blast sure. we did <laughs> Why not? well uh thank you guys very much both of you for joining us Love yeah i really appreciate it guys no thanks and, for having uh, us and uh fun. yeah check out no way out august 12th in theaters and vod Oh, <laughs> right there you guys go there you go, <laughs> there you go. you're hired awesome. <laughs> wait why would you do this that was a fire interview i had a blast love talking always. to those two uh i'm inspired to go uh create some havoc fighting and fucking for the rest of the day dude that's it yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in it dude you are putting on the leather and you're going to an underground sex club this friday after yeah. the premiere if you see me <laughs> in an underground sex club mind your business all right just mind your business all right <laughs> i'm just doing me i'm just doing what no way out uh inspired me to do all right oh right on brother <laughs> <laughs> you live your best life man thanks man i appreciate it you know there is truly no easy way out there are no shortcuts home
follow Cinematic Quicksand on all your favorite social media and podcast platforms. Thank you.